Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, all right, all right. This is the first time I'm doing a solo cast live. I've done <laughs> um, live stream tests before, but I'm not exactly sure how this will go. So hopefully everyone will be here to hang out, chat, and uh, have a good time. We're going to talk about a relatively lighthearted topic today. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's all of a sudden I started talking my own ear. So, uh, yeah, hopefully this is a uh, cool show for everybody. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a lighthearted topic. And, um, yeah, without further ado, let's go. Oh, man, I should have had that ready. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast where we talk all things liberty health and wellness and beyond my hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being i hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests we're on all major streaming platforms so please sit back relax and enjoy man i'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13 year old son on leg day <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? I am. <laughs> All right. You know, it's kind of funny that actually right in the introduction, and I didn't even think about this until literally right now, that uh, my buddy there, Rob Goodwin, had mentioned that he had to uh, miss an opportunity to be on the show due to going to go see Metallica, which is, uh, like I said, kind of ironic because that's actually what my wife and I did over this past weekend. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because um, I don't know that there's many people in our space that kind of talk about this topic enough. So um, the title of today's show is why apolitical events are important, which I know seems like, you know, duh, but um, I don't know. I just haven't really heard people talk about it. And um, I, I feel like I've hit on it a bit, but maybe, you know, maybe it deserves its own show. So um, here goes nothing. Um, my wife is not a person that really cares for heavy metal like I do. Um, anybody that knows me, I mean, if you listen to the intro, that's my band song, The Reckoning, that plays every single time. And, uh, you know, that riff is pretty heavy and the rest of the song is pretty heavy as well. And uh, it's inspired by a lot of the music that I listened to growing up, um, you know, <laughs> Pantera, Metallica, uh, Trivium, uh, Killswitch Engage, All That Remains, you name it, the heavier music, that was what I was into. And I really went to a lot of shows when I was growing up and it really just had like a profound positive impact on me, at least. Um, music has always been a very, very big part of who I am, what I do, what I talk about and how I live my life day to day to day. Um, you know, I, when I'm at the gym, I'm listening to heavier stuff for the most part. Like uh, today might be like a little bit of a lighter day. Listen to like Mammoth Van Halen, Seven Dust, and uh, you know, like some harder rock bands. But then there's other days I may turn on like Whitechapel or Revocation or something that's just like breakneck heavy. Um, so kind of getting back to my wife, she had never been to a heavier concert. I think the 
<laughs> it's not even like a heavy band, but the only like rock band that she went and saw was like Maroon Five, I think, or something like that. Uh, she'd been to a Taylor Swift concert, so I mean, she knew what live music was like, but she had never quite experienced um, a heavy metal concert. So, okay, well, I'm sure you're probably asking yourself now, why is this important to this show, to your podcast, to me, to whoever, whatever? Um, it's important because this is kind of how we interact with people. This is how we branch out into other areas and how we interact with other people that may come to be important people in our lives by meeting them through a political events. Um, in case you haven't noticed, <laughs> not, uh, you know, not every single person in the world floods a libertarian event or a Republican event or a Democrat event. Um, there's going to be people of all different stripes, colors, genders, I don't know, genders, binary, but, um, <laughs> You're going to meet all kinds of people at music events, which, you know, for me, that's awesome. I love going there because the attitude is always very, very positive. And my wife notices too. Um, I think when we were leaving Metallica the second night, she had looked at me and said, you know, it's kind of weird that everybody thinks uh, heavy metal is like this angry thing and all these people are pissed off or whatever. And everybody here was just like happy and having a good time. I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's your typical heavy metal show. There's, if you're in a mosh pit, um, if somebody's having a hard time, if somebody looks down, you know, you go over there, you, you hang out with them, you sing along together and you just really, really enjoy the presence of other people. So, um, I want to show a couple of clips from last Friday when we went and saw, um, it was snafu. Who's one of the house core record bands, uh, lamb of God, which was like my sixth or seventh time seeing them. And then Pantera, my first time seeing them. Um, and for all the people out there who are going to like poo poo about this, about Pantera in specific, um, I think it's kind of lame to be upset about this. Um, I, somebody had said Phil is broke, so they need to do this. But like you realize Pantera is probably one of the biggest metal bands like that has ever existed. I'm not saying they're the biggest, but I mean, you could definitely make an argument. That they're probably one of the biggest. Um, they're not bigger than Metallica, but I mean, they're certainly well known enough that I would imagine anybody that was in that band or a part of that band of production or um, you know, singing on the songs, whether it be Phil, Dime, Vin, or Rex, um, I have to imagine those people are receiving quite a bit in royalties because I, they're they're still played all the time. I mean, they had such a profound impact on heavy metal um, as we know it today. Um, so I, the reason why I think it's so cool is because now there's a whole generation of people who would have never got to see this music live that now get to see it and enjoy it and celebrate it now can live on in the hearts and minds of many other individuals, much like myself. Um, <clears throat> for those that don't know, even though I'm sure everybody does, um, I'll be 30 next year. This year I'll be 29. I'm 28 right now. Um, when Dimebag Darrell was unfortunately killed in the arrows of Vila in Columbus, Ohio, um, I was only 10 years old because it was December 8th of 2004. Um, my birthday is November 6th, 1994. So, I would have never gotten to see the original Pantera um, together in any great degree that I would have remembered it. And that sucks, but I mean, it just is what it is. Like, you know, there's probably a lot of people that aren't going to get to see, I don't know, um, Motley Crue like they used to be. Uh, I mean, bands change over time, but, you know, now no one's ever going to be able to see the OG Pantera that we know it. I mean, technically the Phil Vin rex and dime aren't the original pantera because i think the original singer's name was terry glaze if i remember correctly and that was for the first three or four albums back in the 80s but 
the Matera that everybody knows and loves, the one that sang Walk, which is like one of the biggest metal songs ever. Um, everybody thinks of that Pantera, right? They don't think about Terry Glaze, uh, Nothing On But The Radio or Death Trap, even though they had Fallen Samo. But like, you get what I'm saying. Um, it's just really cool that they wanted to put this together in tribute to the brothers, Vinny and Dime to share this music with a whole new generation of people like i said much like myself who will now get to remember this for the rest of our lives because i mean it really was quite a thing for me and i think my, <laughs> my wife definitely understood it because i had a hard time not just like screaming my head off the entire show although i definitely did sing along for a lot of their stuff um it's just really really cool and then metallica obviously i mean they're probably the biggest band like I would say metal band on the face of the planet today. I mean, Avenged Sevenfold, you can even say is in second place. Megadeth is pretty big, but I mean, they're playing like stage AE. They're not selling out football stadiums like Metallica is. Um, Black Sabbath. I mean, I would say Metallica probably eclipsed Black Sabbath as well. So um, I know I'm talking, this is all apolitical stuff, but I mean, this is all under the umbrella and kind of like the way that I'm seeing. So um, I want to do a little screen share and audio share. Um, hopefully I did this right because I'm really, really bad with StreamYard. And I will show you some of the stuff and why this had such like a impact on me. Let me get out of my Twitter here. And this was from Pantera set when I saw them um, last Friday night, which was, as you can see here, July 28th, 2023. And they had played some songs that they hadn't played out on tour actually at this specific show. So um, what I want you guys to pay attention for here is to listen to how loud everybody was singing in these next couple of videos, because that's just yeah. artificial intelligence. And I know people freak out about this, but it will never be able to replace this. All right. So here we go. I mean, that stuff, just every time I hear it, will chill me to the bones for the rest of my life. Um, for those of you guys who haven't seen it, make sure you go check out the 1990 performance. I think it was in Russia. It was 1990 or 1991 performance of Pantera playing Domination. And that is why I, I will die on the hill of saying Pantera is the greatest band to ever walk the earth. So um, this was when we saw them in New Jersey and... Um, you know, yes, the song is played out and I actually like, don't like the song because it's so played out, but I mean, like just, just listen and fair use. I'm probably gonna get like a monetization strike on this, but, um, I just really want to share this with everybody to kind of understand where I'm coming from on this. There's that. And then obviously I don't want to just, you know, shove Pantera down everybody's throat. So this was the second night that we saw Metallica. Um, I actually really like the way they did this because it gave us some time to go do other stuff. But like, so we got there Thursday night out in Jersey, which is about a six hour drive from here. And then they played Friday night. Them being uh, first up was. Who the hell was it again? 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> Mammoth Van Halen, Pantera, and then Metallica. And then Sunday night they played. So, you know, you had Saturday to go do whatever you want. Um, but Sunday it was Ice Nine Kills, which actually put on a really, really good show. I don't know anything about them really, but uh, I actually enjoyed their music and thought that the show that they put on was actually pretty cool. And then uh, after Mate- or after Ice Nine Kills, it was Five Finger Death Punch, which is like my fourth or probably like my fifth or sixth time seeing them. I, I can't even keep track. And then Metallica. So this was them playing for whom the bell tolls. And this is another one of those Metallica songs that like everybody knows every single word to. Now, you may not have been able to hear it, but um, I will stop the share here and remove this from the sh- stream. Speaking of screaming, I join you right now. <laughs> That's all right, man. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, the uh, I got to say that um, Charlie Benanti definitely did do a really good job for Vinny. Um, I was honestly surprised. And I did not expect Charlie to do a good job for Vinny. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I just was, I didn't know what to think. I had no idea going into it if he was going to be good or bad or what. But um, when I started watching some of the uh, live videos, um, I was pleasantly surprised to see that he managed to capture just that enormous fucking Vinny Paul sound that everybody knows Vinny for. So it was, it was really, really cool. But uh you may not have been able to hear it there in the videos, but when you're there and you hear a stadium full of anywhere from like 15,000 to 80,000 people, which is what one article had said. Um, I don't know if there was actually 80,000 people there, but I mean, it was a big fucking stadium. Um, there was just something absolutely magical about being amongst people and your only focus is the music and the I don't want to say the vibe, but like being there in the moment, enjoying what's in front of you and not thinking about politics, not thinking about, you know, any of the other menial bullshit that we go through every single day. Um, and even Ivan, five, five finger death punch singer had kind of brought this up during his set. He's like, <laughs> look to the guy to the right of you, look to, to the uh, left of you. And remember, you know, before they try to divide us, cause it's political season coming up. Um, remember that you're all bad company and then they go into playing bad company. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of corny one might say, but uh, I, I think that goes to a much bigger point. And I think it's really, really neat to just consider that like, yeah, this is true. Um, Every single day of our lives, when we go to work, when we're out grocery shopping, when we're driving on the road, when we're getting gas in our car, or when we're going to a heavy metal concert, you are beside people that if you approach them about politics just on that alone, you guys would probably hate each other because you'd be so far apart and you would have nothing in common just based on that one thing alone. Um, I, I don't think that's a productive way to kind of like convert people to your cause or to build a movement. And, you know, at, at this point, when I'm looking at the Liberty movement, I don't know what we're necessarily building towards, but I mean, that's kind of like an irrelevant point to the conversation that we're having today. Um, you really kind of realize that a lot of this kayfabe and, 
and for those people who don't know kayfabe just means like professional wrestling that it's an act and they know it's an act um a lot of this kayfabe is just exactly that it's professional wrestling um all the political stuff that we hear about every single day all the engagement bait or engagement brokers that i talk about all the time um they're set here and they know that the things that they do are going to you know, piss you off. You're going to engage with their content. You're going to share their content and you're going to, you know, therefore engage in the outrage. You're going to continue to just perpetuate the cycle of just being angry. And it's like, what the fuck is that for? Who cares? You know, when you're at a concert, like the ones I was just showing there a little bit ago, um, you just realize how much that shit is just so dumb and how much it really doesn't really matter. Um, thank you for dropping in and i'm glad that you feel the same way um just when you see the libs of tiktok elijah schaefer um the krasensteins even the stupid uh classical liberal caucus guys these people state this stuff as like matter of factly and it's supposed to be so like there's supposed to be a lack of nuance because for the people who agree with them they're they're going to agree no matter what. And they're going to, you know, like it respond. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, you know, throw the emojis up, the praying hands, the clapping hands or whatever. The people who don't like it are going to quote tweet it. And then it's going to go all over social media. And then you're going to have some people who like from there will engage with it. And it's just made to be a little perpetual cycle just to keep you pissed off all the time. Stop that block these people. Um, it's it's not worth your mental health. Somebody told me that I was burying my head in the sand. And okay, that's a fair criticism, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm well aware of the evils of the world. Um, I've read Ordinary Men. I've done great research into Unit 731. Um, you know, I've done my digging into the you know worst parts of humanity, and I think it's important that everybody does. But what I, you know, the point of this podcast today and what I'm talking about today is that you don't live there, <laughs> and it's unhealthy to live there. No one can perpetually live in this state of outrage and maintain their sanity. So you know, go to a concert and then realize that the people next to you they may not agree with you on everything and that's perfectly okay. Um, You'll probably enjoy it more if you talk to people that disagree with you because maybe you'll open your mind a little bit more and maybe there's things that you weren't considering about the other side that may make you a little bit more of an educated person and maybe you'll end up more in your own zone or maybe you'll end up a little bit more in their zone but regardless, you're going to be more well-informed either way. Um, But you know, I, I'm a big advocate of deloads as well. So like... um when it comes to working out, you can't just continue to progressively overload, right? Like, um, when you first start lifting, you can continually just beat the living shit out of yourself. You'll get sore. And then for like the first year, you know, probably first couple of months, you're going to be really, 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 really sore. And you're going to overcompensate incredibly. You're going to get newbie gains, right? That's what they're called. Um, you're going to progressively overload and keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. But then there's going to be a point where you get diminishing returns, kind of like where I'm at now, 10 years into training. Um, and you can no longer accumulate the same amount of fatigue that you did when you first started training as to where you are now because the loads are so much greater and it places such a high stimulus and demand on your body that you're going to need to take time to recover. Deload, right? So you lessen the volume and then you continue to work out, but though you allow yourself to recover, you know, bump your cal calories back up to maintenance, make sure you get lots of sleep and, uh, you know, you can go out to eat on the weekend and have a cheat meal or something like that. You know, that's not going to really hurt you all that much. Um, 
I think the same thing applies to politics. I think you should absolutely take the loads. There are some days where I just, I don't want to sit there and listen to the droning on about foreign policy or, or what the horrible thing that Biden did today. And yes, there's plenty or, you know, the current kayfabe about the deep state going after Trump. I, I just, I can't keep up with it 24 seven. And, you know, I honestly don't want to, I don't want to have an opinion on something 24 seven and have to give the hot take right now um, at all times, because, you know, if you're looking for that kind of guy, I'm not that guy. Uh, as my buddy Kevin said, he had an invite to the show, but as he said earlier, his kids are screaming. Yes. Be aware that there are people here that need you to be mad about X in order to sell their product to you. This pertains to the corporate press, the small journalists and your favorite personality. And I could not agree with this more. Him and I were just DMing back and forth a little bit earlier. Um, Tim pool, Joe Rogan, maybe to a lesser degree. Um, Ian Miles Chong, if you think about all these people that you see constantly in your Twitter feed, they want you to be mad. And now that Elon Musk is paying these people, of course, they're going to say outrageous shit. And they're going to show you the, uh, what the hell were the name? The Island Brothers sucking each other's dicks because they know that you're going to be like, look at this. I can't believe this. And you're going to share it. And everyone else is going to be pissed off. Everybody else is going to be outraged. And then once again, back to what I was saying earlier, the never ending cycle of engagement and outrage. Fuck that. <laughs> shut the shit off block these motherfuckers get out of here <laughs> for real man come on um but I, like i said this all goes back to why i think it's so important to just attend a concert and have a good time and just spend time with people who maybe don't even give a shit about any of this stuff it's cool you know you're gonna see something that you're potentially passionate about um and just experience life when it's not so fucking just dim and ugly it's not cool or even like going to the beach my wife and i did that as well um we were in it um we were in east rutherford new jersey and atlantic city is only about two hours away so we figured um you know why the hell not let's go uh hang out at the beach and you know what do you do there <laughs> you're not gonna go onto the beach and find the you know person next to you who disagrees with you and try to argue with them about stuff no you're gonna get in the water you're gonna splash around you're gonna catch a few waves you're gonna go lay out and get a little bit tan or you know maybe go get a margarita or something like that or go to the local bar and get some peel and eat shrimp or something like that could be shit like that not your entire life has to revolve around politics and anger and being so passionate about hating the left or, you know, look at how awful the right is. Your whole life shouldn't revolve around this stuff. And, you know, there's plenty more that life has to offer. I'm literally talking about touching grass. here. <laughs> um, and I did put out a tweet saying that, uh, you know, while my wife and I were at the beach, it wasn't uh, we weren't touching grass. We were technically touching sand. Um, but yeah, that stuff's so much more important. And I know on Twitter, it plays a lot better for you to sit there and throw out outrage bait 24 seven, but, um, you know, also try to promote people as well. Um, I see a lot of people on Twitter who are constantly negative and myself, I'm not excluded from that, but when you see your friends doing something well or something that you think that should be noticed more, be sure to promote that too. Um, you know, my buddy, Pat McFarlane, who's going to be on the show Thursday night, we're going to do a little bit of live talking about his documentary about Oppenheimer, uh, the truth about Oppenheimer. And, you know, I couldn't help but be just ecstatic at his success because, excuse me, he was sharing how, you know, his documentary got so many views and how he feels like this is what he needs to do. Dude, go get it. That's awesome, man. You know, I couldn't be happier for him. Um, 
A great friend of the show, Reed Coverdale, is going back on Tim Cast. He's been slowing down the podcast. He was just on a couple weeks ago. But, you know, same deal. The dude's working, and he feels like he's doing what he needs to do. Um, more power to him. You know, I enjoy his show. I've been on his show twice. I'll go back on any time that he asks or needed. But, uh, you know, if he feels that it's time to slow down the show, then do it. Uh, just it seems like we're literally more and more into the is Kevin said here, the rage economics. <laughs> That's definitely what our economy is today. Um, you know, it, it's literally just branding. Everything is branding. Now everybody's their own brand. Trump is his own brand. Who's marked himself as the anti-war anti-deep state ca- uh, candidate. Um, you know, Biden's marketed himself as pretty much, you know, the old senile guy who you're an awful person. If you attack, it's just, <laughs> Why pay attention to that shit 24 fucking seven? Sometimes just fucking crank down the windows, turn on some COC, stoner metal, clutch, um, down, whatever. Listen to Stone the Crow and just fucking push the fucking gas pedal straight to the fucking floor and uh, enjoy your fucking drive to work. I know I do that sometimes. Can I brand you? Uh, yes, absolutely. I have plenty of brands and scars. Um, I don't know if I've ever told this story. It's relatively on a part, but I do have a scar on my arm. You can't really see it right there, but um, that'd be a form of brand, right? I mean, right now I'm marketing my brand of being the D-load guy who likes heavy metal and his podcast is called In Liberty and Health, right? I have a brand. Everybody has a brand. If you're on Twitter, you're a brand. If you're on Instagram, you're a brand. Everybody knows you by kind of your personality and what you represent. Um, Now, what separates you or what separates grifters from like good people and people who give back are people who give back. They give information. They don't give you prescriptions and tell you that you have to follow your outline for life to, you know, be a good person. Um, And, you know, when I talk about intersexual dynamics, I'm not sitting here, uh, intersexual dynamics. I'm not telling people do this so that way you can live a happy life. That's not my place. And who's to say that, like, if I tell you something that that's going to work for you, everything you read on Twitter isn't like self-help advice. Sometimes it's just a fucking statement. <laughs> I do that when I get anxiety about something related while driving randomly, catch myself going 90 and a 50. Uh, you know, what's funny is that when we were driving home from New Jersey, there were quite a few times and I'm driving my dad's van, a, a fucking Chrysler minivan. Um, I just going along the highways in Pennsylvania and it's pretty cool because there's like mountains and trees as far as the eye could see. It's, it's actually really, really beautiful. Um, I look down, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm going 90 miles an hour. The speed limit is 70 miles an hour. I can't be doing this. Uh, but, you know, we were listening to music. My wife and I were having a good conversation throughout the drive there and back. Um, you know, sometimes you just kind of fucking get into it. Uh, the one thing that I always liked, and I don't really talk about cars all that much on here because obviously it's my career and uh, I, I find it to be just <laughs> nauseating to think out of or uh, to think about outside of work. But, uh, I have a 84 Monte Carlo and the thing I love about that car is it has T-tops. So um, basically picture like a glass roof on top of the car and then there's two like body pan or two little panels that are colored the same color as the rest of the vehicle. And then there's like windows right above you. So when you look up, there's a centerpiece and then you have the two windows right above you. Well, when you pull down the handles, you can take that roof off and uh, yeah, people can call convertibles gay or whatever. But I mean, there is something just fucking unreal about two 12 inch subwoofers, 
turning the speakers up nice and fucking loud and listen to a 350 rumble inside of an old 84 Monte Carlo and just smashing the gas with air blowing everywhere. Um, it's just so fucking cool. But um, once again, this leads back into the subject of the show. Why it's so important to just not listen to part of the problem or this show or insert podcast here 24 seven, because you'll just fucking drive yourself nuts and you're not really going to make that many friends. If all you are is just this one dimensional political person about everything all the time, people don't like it. People don't shocker. People don't want to talk about politics all the time. People don't want to talk about music all the time either, but like you have an in there and there's a greater potential for there to be mutual interests there. What's up figs. Glad you are here. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here. It's not quite the morning here, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll take it anyways. Uh, I was listening to Battery one time, driving up to see the lady and caught myself doing 90 on I-71, slowed down just in time. This is speed trap. Uh, you know, we've all been there. Uh, one funny story uh, that kind of comes to mind there. I remember I was in Brackenridge, which is where I grew up. And uh, there was a stop sign that we typically just like roll through because there's never cops there. And like the stop sign is pretty gay. So <laughs> I was in my Monte Carlo and um, just kind of rolling along. I had a couple friends in the back and we're just talking and I just smashed the gas. Like, oh, the cop just pulled out. And I'm like, oh, no, you guys are fucking with me. So there's this really, 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 really steep hill. And I just fucking punched it right up the hill and i go he just turned his lights on i'm like ah you guys are fucking with me so i turn and i'm literally like a block away from my house surely enough cop comes right up i'm like oh shit regardless he let us off with like a warning he was pretty cool about it so you know no harm no foul um you know take that all you uh a cab people I know that's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, but I'm not a uh, all cops are bastards guy. Um, I, I think that stuff's kind of lame because um, at least in my life, and I've grown up in small towns in Southwestern Pennsylvania my entire life. Um, the police here are relatively good dudes. Um, they're not libertarians. Shocker. Not everyone's a libertarian. I know this is hard for some people to swallow, but uh, um, they just want to earn their living. They believe they're doing, you know, the right thing. They believe that they're arresting criminals and keeping communities safe. Well, I don't agree with those laws and they've probably arrested people for bullshit that you and I would not agree with. Um, they don't have the same understanding of the world that we do. And that's something that a lot of people need to come to terms with. And <laughs> once again, apolitical, this is not um, anything that we're necessarily going to change overnight. Uh, T tops and bitching along at the same time. <laughs> I like it a lot. I do, I do, man. I completely agree. 
Uh, I agree we need a political content. I tire of seeing alternatives all about Patriot right wing conservative, this and that. And that is why those projects fail. Well, you know what? Um, Amy Hartist, um, Amy Mastrini, and I had her sister on the show, Julie, and I actually really, really enjoyed that show. I think she's awesome. Um, and yeah, we got into it a little bit today on Twitter, but like, I, I didn't think it was mean spirited. Some other people got a little bit more mean spirited than I would have with her. If it was somebody else, I probably would have been a little bit worse, but like, I know where Julie's coming from. And I think that she's just an absolutely fantastic person. And obviously she's, um, with, uh, our, our dear friend of the show as well, Buck, um, the right needs to offer a little bit more of a positive vision. And Kevin had brought this up too, who's in the chat. Um, the right loses because you don't want to have Ben Shapiro <laughs> telling you about what movies to watch or have like Daily Wire Israeli propaganda in Barbie form <laughs> shoved down your throat. Like nobody cares about that. The right sucks at culture. They had that rap song with Marjorie Taylor Greene and like, they're trying to come at this from like the most politically cheesy way possible. And it doesn't work. It comes off super contrived and it's just like, it's so cringy and painful and they suck at it. Um, leave it to the creatives. And this is why the right loses the right loses because they can't be apolitical. They can't make something that people are just meant to enjoy, regardless if they're a Christian conservative trad con or if they're the farthest woke sea feminist, whatever. Um, <laughs> don't be a bundle of sticks. Good advice. We're facing serious stuff for sure, but just have fun. Take care of your own. If God didn't want me to have a sense of humor, then why do I laugh at the clown world? Um, yeah, dude, I laugh at absolutely everything as well. Um, even shit that like you shouldn't laugh at. I'm still laughing my ass off all the time. Um, I do find it funny watching middle-aged men complain about the movie. <laughs> um, I'm not middle-aged. I have not seen it. I probably will not go see it. But uh, there, there's something to be said about grown men just waiting for the next thing to be outraged about. It's like, dude, you have like a family. Like, it's such a grift. They just want to have shit to react to. And if they didn't have shit to react to, you should ask the question if they're really going to offer you anything outside of their reaction. Right? <laughs> what am I doing here? I'm, I'm in a way reacting, but also putting forth the idea that like you should enjoy things that aren't political. Right? Uh, 100% figs. We are building culture. The culture plays Toby Mac songs, pretty much. Um, it can't be political, even if the values are traditional. I completely agree. Um, early country was able to, I shouldn't say early country, but like, I feel like the country of the early 2000s was a lot more apolitical, but you knew it was like right leaning for the most part, but they managed it well. It didn't come off contrived. Like when you have a rap song about Marjorie Taylor Greene or, um, my coworker plays this stupid fucking hick hop as he calls it. And don't get me started on that because I'll, I'll rant for like the next half hour. Um, they have a song about fuck Biden and I, <laughs> I get it. You're in group saying signaling and the people who hate Biden are going to listen and they're going to, Oh man, this is so fucking awesome. I just, I love it. And you know, they're going to share it everywhere. And they're going to listen to it. But like that shit has so much of a shelf life. Um, kind of back to the point earlier of Pantera and Metallica their music doesn't have a shelf life Uh five minutes alone. Although you could almost argue that it's like social or cultural because of the content of the lyrics, that song's still timeless. You're never going to listen to those riffs and be like, ah, you know what? That was from diamond Vinny. You know, there are these deep South redneck 
motherfuckers. You know, fuck them. No, you're going to fucking listen to, you know, when Phil says headbutt some broken glass, you better headbutt some fucking, you're going to headbutt some fucking, Jesus Christ, I can't talk. You're going to headbutt some fucking broken glass and you're going to jam out. You're going to turn the speakers up and you're going to fucking enjoy. That's what this shit's about, man. Fucking enjoy it. But like, when you have stuff that's so overtly political and you're naming names and you're showing receipts, it dies. It has a shelf life. Uh, is it so hard to be normie friendly for yet? For some people? Yes, it absolutely is. Um, I would like to believe that uh, I can do that relatively well, but you know, that's for others to say and not for me. Pantera is one of the greatest bands ever. Um, I would say they are the greatest band ever. And if people don't like that, there's one for you. I will die on this hill. Uh, but yeah, you know, to be normie friendly, that's what, you know, us political people or people who are interested in politics really should kind of aspire to more often. Um, that's why I never advertise myself or the show necessarily as like a strictly libertarian thing, right? I interview health-minded people. I interview um, people who are in foreign policy, people who are um, into libertarian stuff, people who might just be in the intersexual dynamics. I've interviewed um i've done podcasts on automotive stuff i don't limit myself here patriot phone me neither no i actually don't <laughs> i actually have no idea what that is <laughs> but there you go that, that's a perfect example um but yeah like twitter isn't a political thing although it's used greatly for political purposes and so is social media but like you can kind of see where the the water's getting kind of rough because they're not being overtly political, but their agenda shines through, right? Where um, a lot of people are going to throw rocks my way for this, but like someone like Andrew Tate, um, who was able to monopolize the YouTube algorithms and like all the video algorithms, you can't have somebody like that that can get their message out so strongly and so fast. So um, that person has to be crushed. I don't know what to tell you, but it is what it is. Um, but kind of back to Fig's point here is it's so hard to be normie friendly for some people. Apparently it is, um, you should be able to go out for a drink and sit next to a devout communist and shoot the shit with them. And then at the end of the night, you know, maybe something comes on the news and then all of a sudden you find out that, Oh, we vehemently disagree on this. Okay. <laughs> Continue to drink my crown Royal. And then he drinks his, I don't know. Uh, what's like a gay drink, a white claw or something like that. I don't know. I can't believe he went to the opera. I'm missing it. <laughs> Sorry, man. You got me, Adam. Sorry, brother. Gab is an alternative to social media. Is is the only. Um, I've never been on Gab, so I can't really comment on that. I think I, I might be thinking about something else. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Twitter and Facebook are clearly still prospering. I would actually say maybe Facebook a little bit less so. Metallica, no. Uh. <laughs> I did not see uh SNM. My best friends and normies. We get along just fine. We have common values and interests. Yeah, I mean, that's really what matters. And even if you don't, like, who cares? <laughs> Are they like coming to your house, burning your house down? No, they're not fucking doing that. There's normal fucking people. A lot of people don't care about this stuff. Half the country doesn't fucking vote. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm about to sell uh, the Patriot Manifesto, but change the verbiage and buzzwords and the Communist Manifesto to sell it to the Oakley profile. <laughs> oh my God, that's fucking perfect. Um, I wish I could find the meme where there's all the profile pictures of people and they're all wearing the sunglasses with like the, 
the the fucking toothy smile and uh like all the angry reacts i'm sure i'm sure you guys know exactly what i'm talking about but i absolutely love those memes basically like if you dunk on any right-wing influencer or trump then you get a whole bunch of angry reacts in your, uh, in your thing on facebook I, I think that shit's absolutely hilarious but um nah man go to the fucking bar and just enjoy a night out go uh bar hopping and stuff like that man i used to enjoy the shit out of that mossy o cats yeah <laughs> jokely's and Mo mossy o cats and then uh what like punisher stickers on the back of your all black dodge ram <laughs> something like that that's uh definitely kind of the stereotype that i'm talking about here um but you know even like some of those people you see them going out to the bar and then you know they see something on the tv and they're yelling about trump this trump that and biden this biden that and ugh, like this shit gets exhausting after a while. And I am someone who enjoys talking to people who disagree with me. If your temperament isn't so that like you can't hold these conversations with people who severely disagree with you, then like, you know, maybe you should, maybe that's a problem you need to work on. <laughs> yeah. Mossy O cats are the new tap out shirt guy. Um, you, some of them have both, you know, what the fuck does that mean? A Punisher sticker all over the back of their truck or maybe like in the bottom right corner on their all black Dodge Ram. And then on the back of their sliding glass window of their Dodge Ram, they have like a, uh, an American flag and then like a FJB edition right underneath on like the bottom left side of the tailgate. Uh, if you say cat turd in the mirror three times, a pair of Oak. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny is I pissed off cat turd because, um, they get the whole Trump thing backwards and most right-wingers do just because um, they're not used to understanding the criminal justice system as like we libertarians do. So like we understand that there's police brutality and it's wrong for police to, let's say, put their knee on somebody's neck for nine minutes and kill them. Um, when they don't look at the criminal justice system, like I said, the same way that we do, they think the police are doing the right thing, which I don't begrudge them for this. I don't think they're bad people. Um, yeah, I, I thought so too, but, um, you know, I, I had to block cat turd for a little bit of time. I, I think I unblocked him, but I'll probably block him again because he's another example of a outrage engagement broker. That's just there to get you all pissed off and fired up. Um, but like they don't view the criminal justice system as we do. So like the left views the criminal justice system in a somewhat more aligned way with libertarians. Like they, they, because the worldview is fundamentally Marxist, they're going to look at the, you know, all basic, all interactions as like a power struggle. So like there's oppressor and oppressed where the police and the government are the oppressors um, to a degree in their worldview. Um, let's say a black person that's being unfairly treated by the police is the oppressed. Um, your standard white guy obviously doesn't fit into this worldview because all white men are oppressors. So um, they don't really care about it. So when you see Trump getting persecuted and this is their idol, their highest being essentially, then, you know, when you come over and say like, this happens to everybody, like you're all, you only give a shit about Trump because this is like your guy. And you think that he's going to come arrest all the pedophiles, right? Uh, just ask Jim Caviezel. He said he's the next Moses, which like, I, I legitimately think that Jim Caviezel is a mentally ill person. And I don't, I don't mean that in a way like he's a retard or there's anything inherently wrong with him. I think he legitimately needs like mental help. If you're calling a political figure, the next to Moses. <laughs> Come on, dude. That's not a good look. It is not a good look. So um, when I 
you know, went after Trump, then he said, oh, you're having a crying meltdown. No, it's because you're ignoring the hundreds of thousands of small business owners, um, different colored people who are legitimately profiled by police, even like Asian people now who are being thrown on universities because they're being accused of being Chinese spies. You're ignoring all of these cases for the president, the former president of the United States, a billionaire who got millions and millions and millions of dollars in donations for his personal gain, for his personal lawsuits, and for the uh, election fraud stuff. Do you really think he needs all that money? And do you really think that he's the oppressed one here? It's you and I. Me who's making this podcast, all you guys in the comments, we are the oppressed ones compared to Donald Trump. And it's not to say that we're like struggling or, you know, we're going to be hung from the trees or anything like that. It's just the matter that the government has their boot on our necks. Trump can handle that boot. The average person can't, right? When the IRS comes after you, there ain't millions of people throwing millions of dollars at you. You can make a GoFundMe and you may be able to cover the costs. But like these fucking elites, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> They're fine. They'll be fine no matter what. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I agree. It's funny that we're at a point now where if you are, a, if you are for or against something, people assume you're on the right or left. It's sad to see. It's just pure fucking brain rot, tribalism, binary thinking. Um, if you knock Trump, you must be for Biden. If you knock Biden, you must be for Trump. How about they suck? <laughs> Our political process sucks. This is why apolitical events are important because they don't always suck. You may go see a band live that sucks, but you saw a good time. You went there, you spent 40, 50 bucks, and then you drank, you sang along, even if the singer sucked, even if the guitar was out of tune, or even if, you know, they got drunk and called it off early, or somebody fell over on stage, or somebody pissed themselves. You still had a good time. Who cares? Enjoy. <laughs> That's what life's for. Jeez. Uh, there's plenty of stuff to find about Jim, about the Q stuff. Um, the corporate press wasn't wrong. Well, you know what's funny? Um, I talk about this with some of the other guys in... Um, the chat I'm in um, with like libertarian Institute and antiwar.com stuff. Um, those guys, uh, the corporate press actually will do a good job on journalism when it's people that they vehemently disagree with. They do actually. And this is why, like when I published my article on Maz Guo, um, it was actually pretty easy to find a lot of facts and information about him because he's a dissident. Now, I think this dissident in particular is not a good actor. Same deal with Steve Bannon, who got a lot of his funding from Osguo, but it was so easy to find information on them because the left, you know, the <laughs> the mainstream press, as we're calling it, um, even though I would debate that, um, excuse me, um, they do their digging because they want to discredit the side that they disagree with. Uh, boomers will be the death of us. Yes. Um, I work with lots of boomers and I agree. Everyone hates politics. Yes. But unfortunately <laughs> here we are, we all engage in it. Uh, if you don't listen to Andrew Tate, you're a commie. So I'm told, well, that's actually a take that I have not heard yet. Um, I guess maybe I could comment on Tate real quick and then maybe I'll wrap this up because I have a whole shitload of dishes to do since my wife and I just got back from, uh, Jersey here, as I said, in the beginning of the show, um, press looking like Sandra Bullock in bird box. <laughs> <laughs> accurate uh sandra bullock is a shameless wood i will not repeat that but uh yeah <laughs> but you yeah, know you're definitely right uh they will totally put the uh the uh hood over their eyes whenever it's uh biden or whoever they're championing at the certain time and you know what to that point before i get back to andrew tate um 
I firmly believe that the corporate press would turn on a dime if the overwhel- if the culture was overwhelmingly on the right, right? If DeSantis became president and it financially benefited them to be, you know, Christian conservatives all of a sudden, they'd fucking flip on a dime. These motherfuckers have zero integrity. And a lot of motherfuckers in alt media too are no different. <laughs> they will flip on a dime to benefit their wallets. That's just the way it is. And the sooner people accept that, um, the better off we'll be. So um, I, I guess real quick on Andrew Tate, um, I see so many people just like commenting on Tate. Oh, he's a grifter. Oh, he's a pornographer. He's this, he's that. Um, I think people are missing the point when it comes to Andrew Tate. For so long, men have been told that they have to bear 100% responsibility and be better men so you can marry these 304s whenever they hit 30 years old and want to settle down. Um, Andrew Tate is a refutation of that. Um, You can almost think about Donald Trump and RFK Jr. actually in a large degree as well. But uh, like RFK was a refutation of everything that basically the corporate Democrats had stood for over the last 20, 30 years. Uh, Andrew Tate stands in defiance of a lot of what feminism has stood for over the last really 70 years. He offers a you know vision that I don't entirely agree with, but I understand. Um, he offers a positive vision of masculinity that a lot of men would aspire towards. Um, you know, what have men always wanted? They want unlimited access to unlimited sexuality. Um, he has that. He was able to get a whole bunch of attractive women to go do a webcam business. I don't condone that. I don't agree with it, but you know, he was having sex with a lot of gorgeous women and driving fast cars and making lots of money. It's kind of what a lot of guys want to do. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it's not all about, Oh, you need to man up and take responsibility with 0% authority. He had authority and he had responsibility over these women. It's what guys are looking for. And this is what they're strongly, strongly missing today. Um, like I said, I don't necessarily agree with it, but that's why people are flocking to it left and right is because um, he's offering something that nobody else is. If any of these right wingers had a fucking brain, they would say, oh, we can't just tell these men that they have to sacrifice everything for the benefit of women. We would tell men that they need to man up and be better men for themselves so that way they can be the pioneers of their own destiny. That's what I hope to do with this podcast and my message to make or to give everybody out there tools to make their lives better. I'm not here to tell you, you know, follow all these footsteps and you'll become a great man. I can't do that. You can do that. <laughs> I did it for myself. Now, hopefully my information can get you there a little bit faster. The guests that I bring on can get you a little, there a little bit faster. And the foreign policy, the political knowledge, same deal. Hopefully, um, you know, all this stuff together, you know, gives you the tools to live your life in a way that you see fit and makes your life overall fruitful and better. Um, I would absolutely love to do that. Um, I've been mean to have Forrest Mommy on, and then, um, you know, maybe we'll have a, a little bit of a hangout and, you know, shoot the shit and drink some whiskey. I think that would be an absolute blast. And maybe I could like pull my wife into it. <laughs> she probably wouldn't do it, but, uh, you know, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely down. You guys let me know. Um, Fridays are normally good for me, Sundays are good for me too. Um, this Friday, unfortunately, wouldn't be because I have to work the next day, but uh, yeah, just keep me posted. We'll definitely figure something out. 
we need more dissident apolitical content out there. The grifts and buzzwords need to stop. People only think in the short term. Uh, you know, we live in the too long, didn't read generation. Uh, we have YouTube shorts. We have TikTok. We used to have Vine, even though I think Vine was just a lot funnier um, than uh than TikTok, but yeah, I mean, you, same deal with Twitter. 140 characters say the most inflammatory shit. Send it, forget it. Uh, Tate is a grifter. He got rich off weak men. Has the balls to claim expertise on masculinity. Um, I think that is a fair and reasonable comment. Uh, I would agree that he's gr a grifter, but probably not in the way that you're saying. Um, he's a grifter in terms that now he all of a sudden wants to be this conservative folk who's going to settle down and think about getting married now, um, where he has for the longest time been kind of the guy who, you know, was the exact opposite. Um, once again, I don't, I'm not here to tell anybody to listen to Tate or take his advice. Um, that's not me. I don't really listen to him. I've listened to old interviews and I enjoyed it. I, I don't think he's any kind of role model for anybody. Um, but that's not up for me to tell for you. You listen to him and you decide what you like of him and what you don't like of him. If you don't like him, that's fine. If you like him, that's fine too. It's just kind of up to you. And, um, you know, like I said, it's up for you to, to decide. Uh, Fridays are for the culture and the boys. Uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, actually, Friday night, Gojira and Macedon are coming to Pittsburgh, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. I would really, 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 really like to because I've seen both of them very, very briefly, but like I wasn't into their music as much. Uh, so I would really like to go, but I just don't know if I'll be able to make it. Uh, Tate is the worst role model who probably got fucked by a train in prison. <laughs> It's possible, man. I don't know. I don't got cameras in the prisons. Um, no, I appreciate everybody hanging out tonight. Um, this was a lot of fun, and hopefully I didn't ramble too much. Hopefully you guys thought I was worthwhile to listen to. <laughs> These solo casts actually do a lot better for me than I think they would, so hopefully that means I'm doing something right. Um, if you guys would be so kind, please like the video. Please go to all the links below. Hopefully I put them in there and hopefully I'm not that much of an idiot. <laughs> Follow me everywhere you can. Subscribe. Uh, share the content if you can. Um, this Thursday, I will be having friend of the show, Pat McFarlane on from Vital Descent. He's been on the show plenty of times before and he will be on plenty of times again to talk about his new documentary, The Truth About Oppenheimer. Um, I haven't got to... I watched his documentary, but I haven't got to watch Oppenheimer by itself yet. But uh, that being said, um, we're going to kind of talk about that. And we're probably going to talk around a lot of it. So that way you guys could go um, watch that stuff. Yinzer. <laughs> oh, Adam, you know me well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, blends, bless Yins all. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, thank you guys for hanging out. I really, really appreciate it. Um, hopefully this was helpful and hopefully you guys, um, you know, tune in on Thursday night as well. Um, hopefully you guys like me doing these live streams a little bit more. Um, I've kind of gone away from doing the pre-records because it seems like you get a little bit more engagement and, uh, you guys like the uh, live streams a lot more than the pre-records. So I'm just going to continue to do this for a while and we'll kind of see what happens. I have an idea for some shows in the future. I think you guys will really, really like, and, um, you know, if you guys don't got anything else, then, um, we'll cut her loose. Um, <laughs> not quite good morning uh i'm gonna be heading to bed here soon i gotta do uh some dishes because my house is currently a mess because uh you know we kind of left a little bit of a hurry but uh yeah so um make sure you guys check out all the links below tiger fitness down there for all your supplements Ooh, listen 
you do not need to encourage me to drink any whiskey. Um, <laughs> go to um, drinklmnt.com slash in liberty and health for all your electrolyte needs. They are the world's greatest electrolytes. As you could see right there, this box is box. Jesus Christ, if I could say box is salty as fuck for all the world's best electrolytes. I used to use them all the time when I was fasting. And um, they really, 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 really made a difference in not only exercise performance, but um, also energy levels and just how I overall felt when I was fasting. And I still drink them every here and there. Um, but I mean, I mostly use them when I was on a carnivore diet because when you're on a low carb diet, you don't quite need all the uh... <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> um, you don't need as much sodium when you're on a uh, higher carbohydrate diet. Um, supplements, Tiger Fitness for all your supplement needs, protein powders, BCAAs, uh, multivitamins, fish oil, you name it. It's there. I get all my stuff from there. Make sure you hit the link below to get all your supplements there. And also for your coffee, if you're a caffeine addict, like I am shamelessly, um, go to foxandsonscoffee.com and use code KYLE. That's Kyle at checkout for a little bit of a discount. Let Steve know that I sent you. He is a proud sponsor and listener of the show and very, very honored to have him here. And if you're like me, somebody who really admires uh, entrepreneurs and local businessmen, um, he would very much so appreciate your support. Um, I appreciate all you guys listening. And like I said, if you don't got anything else, we'll uh, close her out. I think I'm being swarmed by my dogs. My Doberman Australian Shepherd mix is laying here right beside me. And I think, no, my mini pin isn't up here. Uh, she was kind of exhausted from work day. I think she has a tick on her, but I can't quite tell. Uh, Pitbull's probably downstairs hanging. Um, cool stuff, guys. Um, like I said, this Thursday, Pat McFarlane, we're going to do uh, all about Oppenheimer. And then next week, stay tuned couple ideas and we'll see if we can get them run through so uh thanks so much guys for listening one more time hit that like button make sure you subscribe i really appreciate everybody's time and until next time take care without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.